Okay, this morning's a cool one. When you want to take a commercial property, little or big, what are the next steps? So you sort of like the property, but where do you go from here? So today's about moving into a commercial property. How do you do it? Stay tuned. Good morning. How are you? I've titled myself the intrigued real estate agent this morning because I don't know anything on this topic. So you're going to be chucking the questions out thick and fast? Yeah, along, alongside the, um, the live viewers, we, um, we're going to be throwing hot fire questions here. Absolutely. That's a good point. Any, it is a live show. Any questions you got on this topic, throw them at us on the spot. We'll answer them. But this is about making people's dreams come true. So, you know, you've got, uh, you've, you're in business, you've got a business, you want to take that next step, you start looking at your properties, where do you go from there? Yeah, it's like, now what? <laughs> with, a, with a residential, it's just like put an application in, get approved, move in, set a date, get the keys. But with commercial, I think there's a few more steps to it. Um, it's and it's interesting. I, I, I sit um, almost in front of Kim, one of our commercial agents, and I always hear her on the phone saying, "Never, you know, whether it's a, a little barber shop or a little commercial shop or a ten million dollar site, it's the same paperwork." So, um, you know, I think I think I'm right in saying it's similar steps. Doesn't matter what business you're putting in. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Interesting. So yeah, so where do you begin then? Okay, so the dream goes, you start looking at properties, you, you see, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, twenty properties, and you go, you know what, I really, really like this property, Mark. Um, where do I go from here? And what normally happens is everyone starts talking about, you know, what's it going to cost me? Sort of what are the outgoings? Uh, so what's it going to cost me in terms of rent for the property? What's it going to cost me in terms of the outgoings for the property, which we'll talk about in a sec. And then it goes a little bit something like this where I'll say, look, you know, always happy to, you know, the owner's thinking in this vicinity, always happy to put an offer into the owner. Um, and then, uh, and let's get an offer sheet organized. And I do like it. Um, I do sometimes refer to the offer sheet as a wish list. And we're going to show you one this morning what it looks like. Um, so this is, that, this is a no that wish list. This is a wish list. So this is what you yep. give to like, uh, Mr. Novak who's like Santa Claus on the day says, this yep. is what I want for Christmas. <laughs> Please bring it home. <laughs> That's it. And we'll say to the guys, to the guys go, look, what's an nice offer sheet? What is it? Well, guys, it's like a wish list. So we need you to complete this. And we provide this to the landlord to explain the terms and conditions and who you are and what you do. Um, so it's very different to residential. Um, yeah. And, well, so well, just switched us well, round. Is that possible? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, because often when, when the agents on the phone, the landlord's like, what about this? What about that? What about this? With Resi, it's just the straight up per week rent for a residential property and how long you want the lease for. 
that's sort of where that's where it starts and where it finishes. Then we're doing sort of integrity tests on your finances. Um, yeah. With commercial, let's hit it from the top. Yes, yeah, so we want to know. Can you read that? Yep. Oh, okay. We're going to go off the top. So, yeah, you're putting in a <laughs> you're testing my eyesight here. Um, effectively, you're you're outlining who you are, what you are, what you're doing, and um, how you want to do it. Underneath that, it breaks down into the rent per week, per month, per annum. I guess that's nice. People sometimes work off different um, calculations or different sort of uh, cycles with with rent or pay. Um, And that's the first thing that throws people off. The first thing that throws people off is, is the landlord may be thinking a per annum figure, and the tenant may be thinking per week figure, and it gets lost in translation. So often a good commercial agent with a tenant will ask, what language do you want me to talk? Do you want me to talk per week? Do you want me to talk per month? Do you want me to talk per year? And continue that language in the negotiation to the end. Because what often happens is if that agent refuses to talk the language of the tenant, there's just this constant mix up on how much is that per week? How much is that per month? How much is that per month? You know, it's always changing. So it's really good yeah. for a great commercial agent. We'll always get that language right to suit the tenant up to the beginning. That's why there's those those three columns of per week. Now, notice the plus GST. Um, yeah. It's clearly stated on the offer sheet. Often a tenant can be thinking um, it's plus GST and a landlord could be thinking, thinking it's not plus GST. So the offer sheet very clearly Guys, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about how to how to how to get a commercial property, how to apply on a commercial property, we, and some of these things are just keep it simple, stupid. Let's just make sure it's there, and let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's plus GST this offer. Let's keep moving down. Um, now we're getting really really small. Uh, there's All something right. there about a percentage. I think it's talking about you know outgoings, whether that's inclusive. You were saying that's- there's. A- that's exactly what it is. Um, so, Billy, outgoings is a real is a uh, it's it's a moving target, and it's always negotiated um, with with tenancies and discuss. So, some when you hear the term gross lease, they've just given they're just going for that one figure plus GST. Um, they're not really worrying about outgoings. When yep. you hear plus outgoings, you must find out what the outgoings are. We've got some buildings where the tenants have to pay over $100,000 on top of the rent because they're wow. paying outgoings on top. Wow. So what would that be in as an example? What business would cost that much in outgoings? Um, it, if it's a building that's got land, like so a landlord has the right to ask for a lot of things with the outgoings. Well, get this. A landlord can ask you to pay their land tax bill as part of the really? outgoing. Wow. A landlord can ask you to pay their strata levies as part of their outgoings. Wow. Uh, a landlord can ask you to pay their water, uh, including services, which you can't do with residential, um, mm. um, council rates. Um, it, it's all in there. Now, where it gets tricky is all of those things are a moving target. They change every year. Um, so this in the offer sheet is an estimation. And sometimes where it gets tricky, sometimes it's proportionate. Um, on that land or the shop, 
may be one of two shops. It may be the smaller of the two shops by 40% to 60%. And that's why there's a percentage in that in that section there. There's a percentage right. section saying there's an expectation to pay, say, 40%. So this is really important because it's cold, hard cash coming out of the tenant's pocket. You want to get this right. Yeah, for sure. I think you even said, and it may be in one of those columns below, there is a column that says how much the rent will go up. Spot on. Um, so as, as we keep moving down, uh, sometimes we just... Uh, and by the way, with the um, those outgoings, Billy, um, what a good commercial agent will do is is they will do um because this a lot of some of this stuff or a lot of this stuff gets charged quarterly what a good commercial agent do will often do it will do a floating estimate um slightly above the outgoings um yep. and then at, at and at the end of the year they'll remit back to the tenant a budget on what the actual costs were for outgoings and they'll ask for a top up or they will rebate back some money depending on, on what it is. So they'll actually charge the tenant on a monthly basis an estimate on what it's going to be for the year. And then at the end of yep. the year, they'll say, right, well, uh, it was a little bit less. Here's some money back or it was a little bit more. Here's an invoice. It's complicated. Okay. There you go. So at this point, I'm just saying or I'm thinking everything's negotiable. And yep. for a tenant, if you know what the vendor wants, or you know what the owner wants, you can you know try and uh, dance around that with your offer. Then you could be put in um, in a really strong light, or even make a bit of a saving on the rent. Absolutely. Other things. Okay, I can't zoom on that. No, I can't. Um, so, and then the next one down. Um, quick, quick question got... before we yeah. move on. That bit is it more common for people to pay outgoings or not outgoings? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I would say these days probably 70% of of these ones include outgoings. Uh, 30% will do a gross lease. The owner will just say, look, just pay me one figure and I'll just sort everything out on the end. Um, so, you know, but the nice thing about the outgoings for a landlord is if their costs, so for instance, if land tax goes up, they can simply just pass that straight across to the tenant. Um, if the tenants agree yeah. to outgoing. Yeah, interesting. Um, car spaces is the next one down. Interesting. It cannot be assumed. So you may see as a tenant of your lot that there's an allocation of six car spaces in front of your shop. Yeah. And the landlord may already have allocated those, those car spaces to an adjoining shop. So you always want to actually talk about how many car spaces you are getting and that's also different to residential. You get what you, you you know get what's allocated to the lot. Full stop. Not always with commercial. Interesting. Okay, very important that one. Um, can you see what's below that? I'm now annual, out of sight. Review, <laughs> annual review of rent. Um, so there's a couple of different forms. You can have a fixed increase on rent, three percent, four percent, five percent. Are generally is what people ask. Now. Yeah. Again, depending on the temperature, the negotiations will be where that whether you're going to opt as a tenant to offer a three percent increase per year, or a four percent per year, or a five. Now, if your offer is really low, uh, really shit, you may go look. I want it low up front. I'll pay five percent increases, 
and then we'll top it up every year. So every year, the rent will go up 5% on the present amount of rent that year. Um, so she's that, really are. Is that a compounding as well? So it's 5% on the 5%? Hey, you're clever. Yeah, it's not just a pretty face. <laughs> or it might be. Or not. Which is, which is big. Like, and, and so if anyone um, that doesn't understand what Billy just said, it's so say the rent's a hundred thousand and say the increase is five is um uh is five percent. That means your rent's gonna go up five grand in year one. It doesn't mean your rent's gonna go up five grand in year two because it's gonna be five in year two it's gonna be five percent mm. on the hundred and five grand and that's compounding. And and um this all sounds pretty scary, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm a small business owner, this is pretty uh it's pretty scary. And let's not forget, it's not just a 12-month lease we're talking about. You know, sometimes here it's a three by a three by a whatever, or sometimes it's longer. What's what's the average, you know, term these people are looking for generally? We're going to come across to that in one second. Well, let's just, let's just um, if, 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 if I may, let's yeah. just finish off. So we've, we've done 3%, 4%, 5% you nominate in the office sheet, or um, you've got CPIs. Yeah. Now, CPIs has bitten people in the ass hard. Why is that? Because the inflation rate, the consumer price index, the inflation rate um, has now moved to about 7%. Ooh. So where they thought they were getting around 3 or 4 now they're paying 7 So every year it gets reviewed as per the the consumer price index of Sydney, all categories. So at the moment, that CPI is sitting in excess of 7%. Now, there were times where this was sitting circa 2 2.5% year on year. You were sitting mm. pretty. Uh, so some tenants are getting thrashed at the moment and some landlords are saying, look, I understand 7% is too much. Just pay 5 4 3 nothing, okay. whatever. And so can that be negotiated during the term? Because all, all these things have already been signed off. Technically, no. But if both parties agree, why not? Okay, there you go. Good to know. So ask the question, guys, if you're struggling and uh, you're paying, you know, what's considered unreasonable. Uh, well, it's not unreasonable, but, you know, it's tricky. But, yeah, ask the question, I think, if yep. you're suffering. Yep. Definitely. Um, now, another one in here uh, is rent free. Yeah, I love this part. I'd be asking for. <laughs> I'd be asking for six months rent free. Right. So, um, it, if you've got a really strong offer in and a really long lease, uh, a really long lease is probably a ten by ten by ten, uh, or a fifteen by fifteen then yep. you may actually ask for a six-month rent-free period. If you've, got, if you've got a real short lease, as in a one-year lease, uh, you may not you may not uh, ask for any or just a month. Um, yep. So literally yep. what it says, it's rent and it's free for one month. And do people, is, it a, is there almost like a percentage you can work that out on as to what's sensible to ask for? Like you say, if I'm going for a year, maybe it's not a bad idea to ask for a month. Well, it's not. Well, it's not too cheeky. Yeah, and you know, if, you, if you're getting, if you're doing a one-year lease and you're asking for six months rent-free, work it out. It's like, really? No. 
Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, now, can we, can we talk about lease length when you're taking a rental, uh, a commercial property? Yep. What's normal? Um, what is normal is it depends on the style of property and the style of business. So generally, the bigger the rent, the bigger the property, the longer the lease. The fatter the property, the fatter the lease. Yep. And so the three by three by three or the 10 by 10 by 10 or the 15 by 15, does that mean it's 15 to begin with or three to begin with and then you review and you can make a decision at the next sort of breaking point or are you committing to almost the, the full 30 years or the full nine years? Killer question again. Um, the When you do a three plus three, the tenant has the right to walk after the first three, but the landlord does not. Right. And is that the same for the 10 and the 15? Yeah. So right. generally with option periods, the tenant's got the right to go. Now, if tenants are building a great business based upon the premises, much like yep. a restaurant or a food business, they really rely on the premises and foot traffic and stuff like that and being there. Um, they, they really want a nice fat lease. So sometimes I get these tenants that want a five plus five plus five plus five. Now, yep. they can pull out at any anniversary of five, the tenant can, but the landlord can't. And the reason why someone would ask for those fat options is because they may sell the business. When they sell the business, they want to be able to, and they operate the business well for five years. On the first five years, they find someone who wants to buy the property. The person wants to, sorry, buy the, the um, business. The person mm. that buys it, the first question they ask is, how long is the lease that you've got here? And they can turn around and go, well, we've got another five plus five plus five. So 15. That's value to the business. That's really important. So I guess plan, plan these things when you're setting up your business because if you ever have the intention of moving, that's important to know. Big time. And, the, and, the, and you know, sometimes if it's kindergartens, they're very, very reliant on, on a really good 10-year lease. Um, they spend a lot of money on a fit-out. They've, they've got a good reputation. They're building an area. So it's super, super important. Um, now, before we go, and I'm sure we miss uh, some odds and ends, but if anyone's got any questions, let us know. Um, but the uh, both parties will sign off on this. Uh, there's some terms and conditions that are in there. Now, having said that, um, having said that, it's an offer sheet, so it's actually it's it's not it's not committal like a lease. Doesn't commit you no. like a lease. It's like a wish list. But as you can see, if you don't get this right up front with your agent, you can stress the negotiations, or I use the word fatigue, you can fatigue the negotiations because the landlord keeps asking these quest different questions mid-negotiation, like, um, uh, mid and then the tenant's going, really, now you're gonna ask this question, or the, or now you're gonna ask that question? So it's yeah. good to get all yeah. that stuff bup, 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 right and up front in your commercial offer sheet. And how long do uh, these negotiations usually last? Because with Resi, it's pretty quick. It can be, as quick as a day, it can be as long as a month. Okay. 
there you go. Because some, sometimes there's tenants are finding out getting measurements, getting quotes, getting permits, um, and sometimes these tenants are actually increasing their offer as they line up more and more ducks, you know, like a renovation quote or something. So they edge closer to the deal and they don't necessarily do it on the day, on the spot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, don't don't take on a lease that you can't put your business in. <laughs> That'd be a disaster. It happens. We had it happen in Harbord Road where the lady wanted to put a puppy school, a dog school in, um, and um, council said no. She had to pay over $100,000 in rent uh, while she was waiting for the permit to come through. It never came through. We had to relet the property. Poor lady. It happens, unfortunately. So, yeah. Well, that's the commercial wrap, I think, this morning. That's a commercial wrap, Billy. Thank you. There's a, there's a, there's a lot in there, isn't there? And once you start unpacking it, you're like, wow. Yeah. It's a good, good, little, uh, good little segment for any um, prospective tenants and prospective landlords. You need to know this stuff. Your agent's got to be on this stuff. I'm going to be sending this off to a lot of people when they start their leagues, when they start their negotiations, just say, here's the offer sheet, here's the video. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Thanks, Billy. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Have a great day.